people. Welcome to a new episode of Chin Check. This week we've got Quintet Ultra and UFC 245. Two really good events um, and a lot to talk about. So let's get into the episode and um, yeah, talk about the events starting off with Quintet Ultra. Yo, I gotta say, this was the perfect way to start the build-up to UFC 245, okay? So, just had Quintet Ultra, it's a Thursday night, man, uh, and had some great friggin' action. Um, Yeah, Quintet Ultra, it was from the Red Rock Casino, Las Vegas, uh... And yeah, so the idea was um, a UFC team, Strike Force, Pride, and WEC team. Uh, if you haven't seen Quintet before, you have um, teams of five people. Uh, there's a weight limit of 960 pounds for each team. So. It's up to you to how you distribute that. You know what I mean? You can have four small guys, one big guy, real big guy. Yo, however you want to do it. But yeah, that so that's the deal. Um, and yeah, so you you um you have to select the order before the match, and then yo your first two guys will will match up. If one person subs. Gets a submission, he stays on, and the team bring the next guy out, and it goes like that. If the, the you know the round finishes with no subs, it's a draw. Both guys are eliminated, and the next two come on. Each round is eight minutes. Now, if there is, I think it's a forty-four um, pounds difference then the lighter person can decide whether they want to fight a four-minute round or an eight-minute round. And, yeah, so that's the deal. Uh, so, because, you know, when when you have team things, you need a bit of a break. So um, there was a three uh, special fights in the mix. And we started off with Craig Jones against Fredson um and yeah this this was like you know what I mean like Paxio was the bigger guy but it's Craig Jones baby you know what I mean um and Jones was never in any trouble and um really showed some smooth ass transitions man which got him the back, uh, and as soon as he got the back, you knew it was done, man, you knew it was done, you know, he uh, was able to get that rear naked choke, and um, yeah, that was it, I mean, it. I think it was more of a chin crank, because I don't believe the arm was fully under, but it's just that grip was so friggin' tight. Uh, Paxio, yo, he just had to tap, man. 
Do you know what I mean? There was nothing else, you know? Um, so now we're into the first team match, and it was UFC v Pride. Yo, real good lineups. Um, so uh, Pride had Takaromi Gomi, um, Hector Lombard, um, Gregor Gracie. Uh, Eves Edwards and um, Kazushi Sakuraba, and then for Team UFC, there was Sean O'Malley, um, Anthony Rumble Johnson, Clay Guida, Anthony Lionheart Smith, and Gilbert Burns. Sorry, yeah, decent teams. Decent teams. Um, so it's the first fight was O'Malley against uh, Gomi. Um, now, no one wanted to be on bottom, you know what I mean? Um, so there was a lot of standing grappling um, at first. Gomi shot a couple of times, but O'Malley. You know, he, he he easily stuffed those. Um, on, uh, I think it was the, the like, they got a second warning um, from the referee. Because if there's not any action, um, the referees will give a warning. Now, it, you know, they it can be a soft warning or it can be a hard warning. If it's a hard warning, um, it's like an Osharami. Um, so you get a point. So, and what that means is, if the fight went to a draw, and one person had, like, more Osharamis than the other, that could go into who gets to win, you know? Um, so, yeah, the referee gave a second warning, Gomi shot in, O'Malley, yo, O'Malley wrapped up that neck, and uh, yeah, sunk in a tight guillotine where it was, yo, as soon as he got that neck, you were just like, oh shit, that's tight. So yeah, O'Malley gets the win for UFC. Um, so he was up against Hector Lombard next, which, you know, that's going to be a tough one, right? Um, Lombard. He gets on top early, you know. Um, nothing crazy was happening. Um, but, you know, he, uh, he just sat up and then he fell back, you know what I mean? And he, uh, he just had the leg, had the leg and, uh, yeah. Finished with a um, finished with an ankle lock, which was just like, oh, yeah, it was real quick, real fast, and you were just like, oh, okay, yeah, I see what you've done there. So um, O'Malley's out, Lombard stays on. Anthony Johnson comes on for the UFC. Uh, so they're on their feet for a bit. Uh, Johnson takes a shot. Lombard tries for a guillotine, but Johnson pops his head out. Johnson's on top, but all he could really 
do is um, get to half guard, you know, not really much, Um, they're back on the feet, it's a lot of just feints and grappling now, really, Lompard does get a real nice fireman takedown though, which was just like, yo, wasn't expecting that, you know what I mean, because of the size difference, um, but it doesn't really lead to anything, um, and Johnson gets a real nice single leg takedown towards the end as well, but neither could really do much, so it ends in a draw, both dudes are off, so for strike force, they bring out Gregor, Greg, uh, Gregor Gracie, and UFC brings out Clay Guida. Um, so, um, Gracie really didn't have any, um, you know, any intent with the the whole standing game, you know. So he's just like, I, right, you know what, I'm just gonna sit. So he sat back um, and just, you know, let Guida come to him. Uh, Guida didn't really want to get into the guard, but (laughs) it's Gregor Gracie. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, Guida just didn't really have... Yeah, he was just not able to get past the legs. Every time he tried, yo... Gregor just locked up that guard, brought the legs back. Um, yeah, so, so it just kind of went like that. Um, you know, he uh, he did go. He like he thought, you know what? I'm gonna go for it. And Guida like ah uh, got real aggressive. But as soon as he does that, Gracie. Just, yeah, throws up the legs, grabs an arm, boom, armbar, Guida had to tap, nothing else he can do. So Gracie stays on, and Anthony uh, Lionheart Smith comes on for the UFC. Um, Yeah, so with this one, it was, um, you know... I was very surprised, ain't gonna lie, really friggin' surprised, because, I mean, Smith has shown some jujitsu in the UFC, but it's never been, like, you, you, you see a lot, there's been mistakes, you know what I mean, like, the Uzumar fight was a bit sloppy, and then the, the Gustafsson fight, yeah, I mean, he did finish with that rear naked, but there was points where it's just like, yo, it could have been easier, you know, like he missed things, and so it was just a bit like, ah, right, how good is Smith really at jiu-jitsu, because he is a black belt, yo, this fight, he showed some really good skills, you know what I mean, really good skills, um, but yeah, you know, like it was, it was, it was very competitive. Like Gracie, you know, I mean, he he still sat back, but 
Smith did as well. Smith invited Gracie into his guard a few times, which I don't think anyone kind of expected. Uh, so, you know, they were both trying different approaches, you know, to try and see if they could get anything. But, you know, nothing, like, no one could really get the top at hand. So, this one, yo, this one ended in a draw. And um, Gilbert Burns came on for the UFC. And Eves Edward came on for uh, for Pride. I think I might have been saying strike force. <laughs> Earlier, no, it was USCV Pride. Oish. Um, yes, so it was Gilbert Burns, Eves Edwards, um, and yo, this was a great match. You know, Edwards showed tremendous defense. You know, he was like um. Using an armbar, leg lock, and other positions, like he got, you know, I mean, he got wrapped up in nose, but yo, he was able to escape, able to escape, and you know, he was looking at. As soon as they went on, you thought, oh, it's done, but no, Edwards got out, got out. Uh, he didn't um, just sit back either. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't just all defence. He was coming... Like, he, he he came forward. He he was making attempts. But he wasn't, you know... He, he, he wasn't able to really lock anything up on Burns. Um, and, yo, in the end, when Burns got... Um, got his back late on... Yo, that was it. That was it. It was he sunk it in, and uh, yeah, it was done, done real quick, real quick. So, um, yeah, Sakuraba he came on for uh, he came on for Edwards, and um, this was another good fight, you know, another good fight. It like both were going. You know, back and forth a bit, you know, but Burns was just attacking. Burns was really attacking, and Sakuraba was just, you know, Sakuraba is wily as hell. So he was able to avoid stuff, but, you know, it, it was all Burns. It was all Burns. So with this, because, you know, like, they were both on the same amount of fighters. So it went down. The last fight would go down to the the person who was the most aggressive. You know what I mean? The person who was most aggressive, as long as they didn't have any Asher armies. And, um, yeah, Burns, you know, he, he passed the guard numerous times. He was attacking all the time. Had Sakuraba in a few precarious situations. So, uh, yeah, Burns gets the win, which meant, boom, UFC takes it. Which was, uh, yeah, that it was interesting, man. It was a real good, 
Yeah, it was a real good look, you know. Okay, so now we've got Team Strike Force against Team WEC. So, um, Street Team Strike Force had uh, JC Calvel Cavalante, Jake Shields, um, who else? We Muhammad uh, Luwal, um. Gilbert Melendez. Yeah, and Renato Sobarol. Uh and Team WEC that had Chad Mendez, Mark Munez, Cub Swanson, Glover Texera, and James Kraus. So um yeah, so we start off with um Chad Mendez against uh, JC um, Cavalante, uh, and you know, I think um, this was like it was always going to be a tough one. You know, um, Cavalante was um, never getting Mendez down, but Mendez couldn't um, get past. Uh, Cavante's guard So You know it, it, This one was I think this was always going to go for a draw Always going to go for a draw So then we had um, Jake Shields Against Mark Munez um, And uh, Yeah <laughs> Oh man Munez Woo he, I think he's part of Tom Segura's Thick Boy, uh, Thick Boy Nation. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> oh man, um, you know Shields. You know, I think he definitely had control of things, um, and looked to have it when he had Munez in an arm triangle, and um, eventually transitioned to the back. But Munez escaped, you know. A few more scrambles, though, and Shield was able to get another arm triangle. And this time, yeah, got the tap. This time got the tap. So um, for WEC, Cub Swanson came on. Um, and Swanson, although the smaller guy... You know, he handled himself really, really well against S.H.I.E.L.D. But I think towards the end, S.H.I.E.L.D. had a leg lock. Swanson turned to escape. But he turned the wrong way. And, uh, yeah, he popped his knee. Popped his knee. Ugh. Not good. You know, not, not good at all. Um, but, yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s... Another win, another win, and um, yeah, it's not good. It's not looking good for WEC. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, they they need to uh, you know they they need to get rid of Shield. So Glover Texera, uh, yeah, they they want Glover to um, to beat Shields. 
if, if Glover can beat Shields, then WC got a chance because you know because there's still Mahat, you know King Mo, and there's still Renato Sabaro. So it's like, oh, it, it, you know, things are getting tough. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, Shields, like, he was definitely tired. He was definitely so tired. Um, but, he, he, you know, he fought off all of Texera's attacks, you know. Uh, but you just kind of feel like Texera could have got the win. But yeah, he just just some just some silly mistakes with the arm triangle, you know, some silly mistakes with the arm triangle, um, where like, uh, I don't know, because every time he went to the side, he he, he just uh, he allowed shields to get the defense in, you know, so he probably should have stayed in mount. Um, and he might have got the tap, but yeah, so it ended in a draw, which meant that, uh, no, you know what, my, I made a mistake, because yeah, it it was, um, <laughs> it was real problematic for James Krause, because now he's got to beat King Mo, Gilbert Melendez, and Soberall. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a tough situation for um, WEC. So, yeah, we, we, we've we got this. Um, but, uh, yeah, Kraus, man, Mo kind of went in for a takedown. Kraus jumps, gets a guillotine, gets a guillotine. And, um, you know, it's looking tight. Standing guillotine, it's looking tight. Mo taps the back. Like, the camera shows Mo tap the back. Kraus, let's go. Let's go, comes down. And then Mo's, you know, denying that he tapped. He's saying he didn't tap. It was kind of bizarre. Kind of bizarre. Uh, so yeah, the ref is talking with um, some people on the sides, uh, and like they just they they give it to Kraus. They get which I feel is fair because Mo did tap. Now I think the problem was the ref didn't stop the fight. So the ref didn't go, you know, tap Kraus and go, I right, yeah 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 he's tapped get off. But Kraus, you know, busy felt the tap, he just let go. Um so yeah, that's what that's where it got crazy, but it was kind of bad that Mo didn't, you know what I mean, I, I admit to it. Um so yeah, now it's Kraus against um Melendez. Uh and yeah, Melendez, you know, he he just was really good on the defense. You know, ain't really good on the fence, but although all he actually had to do is just draw, you know, he just had to hold Kraus off. He didn't play that game. You know, he was attacking as well. Um, so that was good. Like, you know, attack a uh, Kraus 
attacked. Um, you know, he was trying to get stuff off, but yeah, it just wasn't. Yeah, Melendez is just way too wily. Way too wily. Being in the game just too, too long, man. Too long. And uh, yeah, I think it, it, it was never going to. Um, it was never going to go for WEC after, you know, just after the way everything went. You know, Swanson hurting his knee and losing. You know what I mean? It was just, it was always going to be up against it for Kraus. So, yeah, Strike Force. Strike Force go on um, to fight UFC, which is, yeah, it's kind of fitting. Um, and. Strike Force have a, uh, you know, a f- they they've got sub sober all, who hasn't fought at all, which yeah, you you definitely feel that's an advantage, definitely feel that's an advantage. So um yeah, that is it, and uh, we now go on to a couple of special fights. So the first of which is um, Daniel Kelly uh, against Cynthia Calvillo. So, um, you know, Calvillo fought just last weekend in Washington. So, uh, yeah, that that's, you know, I, I, I respect the hell out of um, her taking this fight. I believe originally it is meant to be Pearl Gonzalez, but um, Gonzalez picked up an injury. So, um, yeah, Calvillo... Came in, um, boy, <laughs> this was definitely a quick one, definitely a quick one, it, it was just, man, Kelly just, she pulls guard straight away, and, um, in a just blink, you know, she gets, she gets a great Entry to the leg and wraps up an ankle lock, and it's done. You know, Calvillo just had to tap, had to tap. You know, um, 17 seconds, people. 17 seconds. Daniel Kelly's the quickest win in quintet history, I believe. Like, Crazy impressive, and it was it was good that Calvillo tapped because you know we saw what happened to Swanson, and uh, yeah, you you don't need you don't need an injury, especially when you know you're you're a UFC fighter or you know whatever the you know organization you fight in, because that means you you're gonna be out, you so you can't earn money. So yeah, great win for Kelly. Um, unfortunate for Calvillo, but, like, you know what I mean, got to give her props for coming in on, um, just such short notice, then, we had, uh, Alexi Olenek, you know what I mean, the boa constrictor, against Gordon the King Ryan, right, this was going to be interesting, you know what I mean, because Olenek ain't small, uh, so something like, all right, how how is this gonna go? You know, how is this one gonna work out? Um, and 
you know, they clinch up, go to the mat. Uh, Ryan has, you know, he, he's got this leg entanglement. So he's got both legs, kind of. Uh, so, yeah, he just falls back. You know what I mean, he, he, he's got a wealth of choices, he just selects a leg, and, um, yeah, wraps up a knee bar, wraps up a knee bar, like, it's not a long match, it's, it's just over a minute, but yeah, I, like, couldn't see Ryan losing, it was just, how is he gonna, um, you know, how is he gonna win? What was gonna how is it all gonna go down? But yeah, another good win for um Gordon the King Ryan. So um yeah, that was that and um now we move on to our final final team matchup. Team UFC against Team Strike Force. Okay, so um for UFC, we got Clay Guida, and for Strike Force, we got Renato Sobaro. Uh, Guida opted to take the four minutes because of the significant weight difference, which made a lot of sense. You know, made a lot of sense. So Guida had top position probably for a couple of minutes. Um, not able to get past um, Sobaro's guard though. Uh, so we all then reversed, but he couldn't really get anything off. Uh, so yeah, that ended in a draw. So um, the next two fighters on for UFC we had Anthony Johnson, and for Strike Force we had King Mo. Um, yeah, so this fight was they were on their feet for a lot. Of time, you know, probably, I don't know, I don't know, five minutes or something, you know, there was, it was a big chunk of the fight, now, probably longer, probably longer in the fight, but Johnson was, man, he was getting so damn tired, you could really see the fatigue setting in, and as soon as that happened, Mo was just like, I, and so he attacked, uh, he had the back, grabbed the back, didn't get his hooks in though, didn't get his hooks, so couldn't get the choke, um, Johnson, you know, he scrambled out, um, but Mo threw on a guillotine, buzzer, end of fight, and you kind of think if there was more time, I think Mo probably would have won because Johnson was so tired. I think he he would have tapped or he would have gone out because of the fatigue. But yeah, they are both gone. So next two fighters on was Melend Gilbert Melendez for Strike Force and Sean O'Malley for uh, UFC. Yo, this was a fast, fast-paced fight, you know, they did spend a bit of time on their feet, but as soon as they hit the ground, man, 
they they were showing some high level jujitsu. It was a real lot of fun. You know what I mean? A real lot of fun. And I, you know what I mean? I think O'Malley really upped his stock. You know, because he has showed some really good jujitsu skills um in all his fights tonight. You know? Really good. But another draw. Another draw. So uh yeah, we we had um Anthony Smith now's on for the UFC and JC uh Cavalante for Strike Force. And um yo this fight man this was a good fight like they were they were on their feet for probably about five minutes but when it hit the mat boom you know what I mean like Smith went for a dance went for a dance couldn't couldn't get it but he um he then transitioned to a Kimura like which was looking tight, couldn't get it, and he went into a triangle. It was, and the thing was, like, he could have got an armbar, but he, the 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 transition into the triangle was so damn slick, so damn slick. You know what I mean? It was real good. Like Cavalante's defense was crazy though. You know what I mean? He he showed mad skills. You know what I mean? Um, Smith then had an invisible collar on, which another really close freaking move, really close. And you just think he 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 let it go because his arm was probably tired. But if he could have kept it on just a few seconds more, I think Cavalante was gonna tap. You know. But, oh, man, it was so good. Like, Cavalante ended getting the back. But, yeah, you know, not enough time for anything to happen there. And, um, yeah, ended in another draw. But we end the night with both teams' best fighters. Jake Shields for Strike Force, Gilbert Burns for UFC. Um, and... Yeah, this was, you know what I mean, this was good. Like, Burns started off with a real nice leg tap takedown. Um, like, uh, it looked like Shields might get a reversal, but Burns, you know, he was able to readjust and stay on top. Like, he, he got Shields' back, but uh, just not able to... Um, you know, not able to get the choke um, and win. So this one ended in a draw. But because Burns was attacking, you know, he got the takedown. He was the one putting in the work. Um, yeah, it went to the judges and the judge, the judges gave it to Burns, which meant Team UFC win, man. So, yeah, Team UFC win the event. And it was so much fun. Like, the team events were a lot of fun. The single fights were a lot of fun. Man, I, I hope they do this again. And, look, they can. You know what I mean? Like, each team could have so many different iterations. 
You know, so many different iterations could like bring other organizations in. Yo, it would be good if this was an annual thing, man. It'd be a lot of fun. But um, yeah, can't wait for the net quintet. You know what I mean? Looking forward to it. And yeah, as I said, this was a great, a great start to a um. I mean, an awesome fight weekend. So, yeah, now let's see what UFC 245 brings us, all right? Okay, so this has been the card we've just been waiting for for the last, man, I'd say few weeks, probably a few months, even though we've had some great friggin' fights. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah. UFC 245 is now done And God damn it This lived up to the hype This really did Like when you break it down There are A good few fights That could have got fight of the night A good few fights You know what I mean uh, it, Some tremendous performances It was great so, of course, it was coming from um, Vegas, T-Mobile Arena. We had Anik, Rogan, and Cormier commentating. Bruce Buffer looking like Joseph and his dream coat. <laughs> um, yeah, 13-fight bout, baby. And um, it all started early prelims with... Um, ugh. God damn it, I've just some of these names, man. They're just so difficult. <laughs> um Punahili Serenio uh, v Oscar Piota. And um yeah, like Serenio, he looked real good on um the contender series. So uh, it, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see how he um Brought that across You know what I mean Now he's stepping into That shark infested Middleweight division um, So Serini You know He's striking Is really erratic 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 Yeah Alright um, And uh, Yeah uh, Poyota like he he wasn't able to keep track of everything, you know, because it was just like I think when someone's got that crazy style, like it, you know, I mean, if if you're an orthodox fighter, if you're you know, you've got that your strict lines that you're coming down. When you when you're not a traditional boxer, like punches can come from any angle. And so, yeah, but Pioda, man, he, he wasn't keeping track. And so he got caught with a big overhand left um, and a right while he was um, going down. And that's never good. Um, you know, Sereno, he, he followed up with some ground and pound and... Oh man, like the ref was keeping an eye And it looked like this fight was going to get stopped early uh, Piotr, you know, he was, um, yeah, he, he was able to survive You know, and he got a Kimura uh, 
on Sereno, which, yeah, the Kamora looked close too. You know what I mean? Refs keeping an eye on that one as well, right? And it was just like, ah, oh, the back and forth. Um, you know, but Sereno escapes, escapes, they're back on their feet. He pushes um, Pioda up against the fence. And then unleashes another huge overhand left. Catches Pioda on the chin. And he is out. He is out. Man, a tremendous, tremendous debut for uh, Sereno. So, um, yeah, he was definitely happy with that one. Uh, so, um, next fight, we had Viviana Arreo uh, against Jessica I in the uh, featherweight division. But, mm, unfortunately, I had missed weight. I think she came in, uh, I think it was four, maybe five pounds heavy. Um, which, yeah, never, never great. But I mean, you know, I I think I hasn't got a history of doing this, so there's at least that. But yeah, I just always feel bad for the the fighter that comes in on weight because you know it it never really goes well for that person. Um, but yeah, so first round, Arrero, you know, she's she's keeping. Really busy on her feet, you know, a lot of movement. Um, they're both landing well, but Arrero seems to have the speed for sure. Um, eyes, you know, she's mixing it up with kicks to, um, yeah, to kicks to the body, kicks to the midsection, which is all good. But Arrero landed a couple of takedowns. So um yeah that that was a a close round definitely a close round second round I really turned it up you know what I mean she's just just found another gear um and she is tearing up the legs like I uh, she's just not blocking the leg kicks which is crazy um, Io does get um, a takedown, uh, but she's not able to do anything with it, you know, which is, uh, yeah, I think that's problematic for her, for sure. Um, and she's definitely looking tired now. So we're going, you know, so this round, I, I think this was a clear... Eye round. The first round was tight. This was definitely a um, an eye round. So it's just all about the third. Um, and Ayo, she, you know, she seemed to start, seemed to start a, a better, you know. Um, so yeah, she's she's moving in and out, throwing well, but. Then I just starts to turn it on again. Um, she's, you know, blocking the takedown attempts. 
and just eating up the legs, eating up the legs, moving forward, just, you know, bringing the pressure. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's what it was. You know, I just, it's the experience. You know what I mean? It's the experience. But you think about going into this fight. I had had 14 wins, 7 losses. And Herrero, she was on um, 8 wins, 1 loss. So, good records. But I definitely had the experience. And that's what won her this fight. You know? Definitely won her this fight. Now, Herrero... You can definitely see something there So, I, you know, I think that With more training, more fights She, she, she could develop into um, She could develop into a threat Definitely uh, So, we're sticking with the featherweight division um, This time the men So, we've got uh, One of Volkanovski's teammates Kai Cara France against Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno. Uh, and man, as soon as I saw this fight, you you knew this was gonna be a good one. You know what I mean? This there was never a guarantee this was gonna be a boring fight, you know? Um so yeah, I think. Ooh, there was no warming up <laughs> You know what I mean No warming up They just went straight to war It was crazy They were both landing well um, Cara France Maybe had the edge With the punches at the beginning um, he, It looked like he, he might have rocked Moreno um, a couple of times in that first round uh, Second round though um, Moreno came out with a Just a new, completely new look You know He was killing it with the jab And body shots uh, Head kicks too um, You know, he's throwing those And you could see, like, Cara France was blocking them, but imagine a baseball bat just smashing your arms, you know, and you could see it was taking its toll, because the arms were dropping down, you know, um, Moreno, you know, he, it, it, yeah, I think he just, you know, he, he took note what wasn't working in that first round And just completely changed it And I think that threw Cara France off Because, you know, he's still Trying, he's still throwing out the jab He's still, you know what I mean Like, moving forward when he can But Moreno is just You know, he, he's giving him different looks He's, you know, closing off those angles for him uh, so yeah, definitely all about the third And oh my gosh It's so wild the, the, the frenzy of this fight is insane um, 
Do you know what I mean? It's just like Cara France, he landed a clean head kick. But Moreno, he just edit, shook his finger, and then just you know, went went back in. Just went back in, didn't give a fuck. You know? He he's throwing like head body, like pressure non-stop. Man, it it was fierce. Was and I think him just eating that head kick. I I think that might have dented Cara France's confidence a bit. Like not in a way that you you visibly saw him just crumble or anything like that. But you know what I mean? It is it's like I think from that point on, it was just Moreno. It was all Moreno. Um, yeah, tremendous fight. Tremendous fight, and he got the unanimous decision. And I think, like, yo, this was an early contender for fight of the night, for sure. You know I mean, there's just no doubt about that one. So the headlining fight of the early prelims was Daniel Tamer against Chase Hooper. Um, now, people might remember Chase uh, He was another Dana White Contender Series winner um, Yeah, the, the, the teenage dream I think when he fought on the Contender He was only 19 So, um, you know, he got a developmental deal And this was his debut to the UFC Kind of not an easy fight, <laughs> you know what I mean, coming in against Daniel Tamer, like, you know, he's had some fights, man, so yeah, this was tough, but, um, hey, you know, you, you wanna, you wanna come do your thing, fly weight, hey, it, it, it's not a easy division, so, uh, I think this would be the litmus test for Hooper. And you could see that he definitely um definitely had energy. You know, he was just ready to go. Ready to go. And um <laughs> oh my gosh, whoa. You know what I mean? Like Hooper came out Yeah man, he came out crazy. Do you read? Came out crazy and paid for it. Ah, oh, you know, it must have been his worst nightmares in those first few moments. It's just not the way that you envision your first fight to um to start because Tamer just caught him in a guillotine. And this was tight. You know, I mean, this was so tight. It was like Tamer's just driving him back against the fence, and Hooper's trying to walk up the fence, trying to, you know, what I mean, just do anything to get out of this position. And Cormier said it. It was just like he wasn't fighting the hands. He, like at the beginning, he wasn't like he's moving, he's squirming, not fighting hands. And so at this point, he's been in it for, I don't know, like easily a minute, probably more. And it was just a bit like, how much longer can he last? This is insane. 
Um, but yeah, he he finally started to fight the hand and he gets out. But then got caught and um, yeah, got, got caught with a big shot and ate some more just woo. Ate some more crazy shots, man. It it was definitely looking dicey for him. Definitely looking dicey. But no, so this was the big thing, you know what I mean? It was just a bit like how do you face adversity? And um Hooper just managed to find some composure and got himself a takedown. Got himself a takedown. And uh, was able then to take Tamer's back. Uh, he sunk in a rear naked uh, choke. It was tight. It was definitely tight. And I think everyone thought it was done. But um, yeah, Tamer was... Like, he was turning purple. That's how tight he was turning purple. Um, and I think the ref took a real close look at that moment, just like, oh, shit. Uh, but he escaped. It's insane. He escaped. Like, I think this was the the equivalent of the guillotine he had on Hooper at the beginning. So, yeah, he's escaped. But Hooper was able to maintain top position. Go. He was able to maintain top position and was... Coming down with some shots. What was real smart though. What was real smart. And showed. Like even though Hooper's like crazy green in this game. It it showed a fight IQ. Because he then wraps up a, uh, a, a reverse triangle. A reverse triangle. Um, or a triangle from top, whichever way you want to call it. So he 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 laces that up. <sighs> so now Tamer can't escape. He's trapped, and Hooper is raining down ground and pound, raining it down. Yo, and I think as soon as he started to drop the elbows, it was just like, oh shit. So the ref, you know what I mean? There was Tamer weren't escaping. So the ref has to um yeah, just jump in and stop that one. Stop that one. I it was probably I don't know. It was close to the end of the first round, but man, what a baptism of fire for Chase Hooper. And yo, know, so they were the first four fights. They were the first freaking four fights of this card And they were insane They were insane uh, Like it always baffles me Though when you when, You know what I mean When you watch all of this And you see that not everyone's in the arena I'm just like yo If I paid all that money for a ticket Mars is getting there for the very first fight Because there is so many times that these early prelim fights just have some killers on there, you know? And yeah, this was definitely the case. But um, yeah, now we're um, yeah, it was moving into the uh, the main prelim card.
Okay, so now we're on the prelims and the first fight. Ben Saunders, Killer B against Matt the Immortal Brown. Like, and Matt Brown hadn't fought since I think it's 2017. 27, which I didn't even realize it had been so long. Like, his last fight was against um, Diego Sanchez, which at the time, I think we all thought was going to be his last fight. And the way he knocked Sanchez out with that elbow, <gasps> oh my God, it was crazy. Uh, so you just thought, all right, yeah, that's a perfect way to, um, you know, ride off into the sunset. But still had that itch. So, um, yeah, he had some injuries, got those sorted. And, um, yeah, so, boom, he's back. And fighting Ben Saunders, two old-timers up in there. So you knew this was going to be an interesting one, you know. Uh, and, like, boom. Round start, they're both coming forward uh, Brown, like, gets a real nice trip takedown on Saunders But, you know, Ben's got that 10th um, planet jiu-jitsu uh, And so straight away, he, um, he goes to, uh, you know, the high guard A little bit of Mm, no, 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 I think it's just high guard I don't believe it was mission control um, So he gets the high guard Which he then Like, boom Transitions into a triangle And you're like, oh shit This could be it But I think the problem was He didn't have the arm Across the... Uh, he didn't have the arm across the throat. Uh, and for a while, he wasn't pulling down on that head either. Um, he then tried to, but Matt was able to um, get control of his hands. So he was kind of preventing that. Because I think if you think back... Um, Tony Ferguson had um, Kevin Lee in a similar triangle, like, and the arm wasn't across, but he then was pulling down on the head, and that was the thing that um, got him the choke. So um, yeah, he's not pulling down on the head, uh, but he he's changing. The um the side of the triangle Because you can see his legs are getting tired So he's able to do like some quick transitions And go from leg to leg, leg to leg, leg to leg Which you have to say is pretty slick But ain't the thing was He's not got the triangle You know and he, he's had this locked in For basically I don't know like four minutes Something crazy And you're just like Alright I think we've reached the point of diminishing returns now Because you haven't got the choke I don't think you're going to get the choke Because, you know, if you haven't got it yet You're not going to get it So Is this 
going to um, destroy your legs. That was the thing. So, you know, it, it was just like, all right, what Saunders going to be like come round two? So round two starts and, um, you know, Brown's coming with the pressure because I think he realises that, yeah, Saunders could be compromised now. He lands um, a, a, a head kick that rocks Saunders. He then goes for a takedown. Saunders, you know, he pulls guard. And you're like, oh, are we going to, um, you know, get into that similar position that we had? Uh, But Brown is able to, I think, just shift his position, get some ground and pound in. Um, Saunders, like, yeah, he he controls it again. So he... uh, you know, gets into mission control this time. No action, so the ref stands them up. You know, they engage. Saunders falls down. So I don't think... I don't think he got hit. I just think his legs were tired. I think his legs were tired. It was just like, you know what I mean? Um... You know, just turning at a sharp angle. He's tired. He falls down. Um, Brown follows and lands a huge elbow. Huge elbow that, oh man, you just see the impact. And you, you, you just see that, yo, that rocked the hell out of Saunders. Um... Yeah, he he dropped a few more, and yeah, that was it. Ref stopped that fight. Man, it was just like, oosh. But yeah, Saunders didn't look the same in the second round. They just think his legs were just crazy tired. Um, But yeah, good, good win for Brown, man. Real good win for Brown. Um, and of course that was at welterweight So um, now we move up to middleweight And we have Ian Heinish Against Amari Akhmedov um, Yeah so you just think Alright this is going to be interesting And I think both fought on the um, Dubai card So yeah You know Um both have got, you know, they, they had similar amounts of, um, you know, time to recover from that card and all of that. So everything should be fair. Uh, so the first round, um, at Medov, man, he, he, he's just a tank. He's just like huge, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and, you know, He's coming forward. Heinish, he's throwing some low kicks. But when Akhmedov, you know, when throws, you could see it instantly 
affecting Heinish. Like, Heinish would throw those kicks, and they'd be like, all right, yeah. You know, you think an accumulation of those will have an effect. But Akhmedov just throws one. And you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, you don't want to eat more of those. And and you could see the bruising, like, straight away. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. And, and they were hurting Hainish. Uh, Akhmedov, like... He also landed a, a, a real good overhand that stunned Heinish. Um, after that, yeah, like, I don't know, Heinish seemed a lot more hesitant. You know, he, he, he didn't really want to get into range. So he's still trying to throw stuff, but it, he's not in range, so nothing is... Connecting in any way, you know. Um, yeah, there's uh, like uh, Megyoff gets a big slam takedown. Um, oh man, it was yeah, crazy. And um, yeah, so you know that didn't <laughs> it, 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 it didn't help things. Really didn't help things, man. Um. Yeah, so that was the first, man. So second round, Heinish had a better, you know, the second was a better round for Heinish, for sure. Um, He landed more low kicks. And Akhmedov, he stopped throwing his, which was a bit odd because he was having such great impact with them. But yeah, just stop throwing the kicks. Um, yeah, don't know why. Um, Heinish, he was still. Um, I, I think you know he's still a bit hesitant. He 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 had issues with his distance still, you know. But it was better than the first round. Like Medov. Man, just he was just throwing solid counters, you know, uh, real solid counters, and he got a couple of takedowns. Yeah, Heinish was able to get up, um, but you know, it, it it all seemed a bit problematic. He Heinish did get his own takedown. Um, towards the end of the round, but, mm, I don't know, I, I, I still kind of feel it was probably Akhmedov's round, you know, um, so yeah, last round, and you're thinking, Heinish needs something big for this to really, uh, go anywhere, uh, and he landed a, 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 a nice knee, um, which, you know, he, he, like, he was throwing a kick, and, yeah, it turned into a knee, uh, and that landed, and it hurt Akhmedov, you know, but, man, straight away, it was crazy, Akhmedov landed an overhand, overhanded a big overhand on Heinish that hurt him, 
So it was just like, oh shit. Yeah, it was kind of like um, Steve uh, Steve Smith and um, Pete Spratt, not Pete Spratt, Drogo, you know what I mean, um, back in the day, um, yeah, so Okmodov, he was just, I think, man, he was just tunneled in, you know, and um yeah, he was able to get takedowns, which, yeah, I think just won him the round, you know, I think it was just, I think he was too big, just, his skill level was just too much for Heinish. like, Heinish sometimes he does a lot of movement, Without any real end product You know, so Like, he's definitely got heart But, um Yeah, I don't know I think some more work needs to Happen Um For him to kind of move up the ranks So next We were going to, um The women's bantamweight division and, uh, yeah, this, oh, this was going to be a good one, because we had Caitlin Vieira, who had been on a tear, you know, 10 fight unbeaten streak, never lost, and she was being hailed as probably the next challenger to, um, Amanda Nunes's bantamweight belt, but she got injured. Got injured, so this was her comeback fight. And you're thinking, like, still a good performance, and yeah, she 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 could be that next challenger for the belt if you know Nunes beats um Durandame. So yeah, you had that. And then on the flip, you got Irene Aldana, who's been looking ferocious. Man, she's been looking great. Looking real good on the feet, but got the jujitsu as well. Yo, got the jujitsu as well. So it was like the armbar that she got. I think she got um Beth Co- Coach um in an armbar. I think that was sweet. So it's just like, oh, this was going to be a fun fight, you know what I mean? And, uh, (laughs) yes, it really was. It was fireworks, people. Like, Aldana, and she just utilised perfect footwork, you know what I mean? And a picture-perfect jab, just pistoning it out. You know, um, Vieira was like, I think she was like a hunter, like pressing forward, like stalking, throwing heavy hands, just trying to take Aldana out. Like you could see that Vieira was just, uh, you know, she was hungry to be back in there. And um, yeah, so she's throwing big. But Aldana never looked in trouble You know, she cantered well Which was her key to victory 
you know, so Vieira pressed forward, Aldana stepped and landed a killer left hook, oh man, it just landed perfectly on the chin, like, Vieira went down, and Aldana followed up with two just big punches, and that was it, she was out, man, this was a tremendous win for Aldana, like, I did, I, you know what I mean, I thought she could win the fight, but I, you know, I don't think that anyone envisioned her to, um, end it so quickly, you know, that was just, whoo, it's crazy, man, it, it, it was crazy, but, oh, so much fun, so much fun, so, yeah, now it was time go back to the welterweight division, and we had Mike Platinum Perry against Jeff Hands of Steel Neil, so this was the headlining fight of the prelims, you know, the big fight to push people over to the pay-per-view, and we know, like, Neil's unbeaten in the UFC, you know what I mean? Um, and Perry, like, Perry's in, always in a fun fight, so it was just like, alright, what's going to happen here, and, um, god damn it, this was quick, it was quick, people, you know, like, they came out looking to engage, you know, so, there's a bit of back and forth, and then Neil catches Perry with a hook that rocks him, Perry's kind of stumbling a bit, um, Neil then follows it up, not rushing, he was crazy composed, you know, just real focused and precise, just a landing Pinpoint shots on Perry Yo, that was it Perry goes down, refs up the fight Woo, crazy quick Crazy fun Back-to-back knockouts You know what I mean? Well, I mean, Perry wasn't knocked out as such But, uh, yeah You know, it, it was a TKO um, But, yeah Some... Great fights, you know, three of the four fights, stoppages. Carry it just like this fight card is just proving crazy. Just crazy. And we aren't even on the main card yet. But yeah, now we're moving over, right? Alright, so first fight, main card. Got the California kid fighting Peter or Petra, 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 hmm, um, Petra, hmm, uh, 
uh, it's not Peter. It's I think it's Peter, Pet, Petar Yan. Um, so definitely like this is old school v new, really. You know what I mean? So it bantamweight fight. Um, being like, there's everything still a bit unclear. Because it's kind of on when Sahudo's gonna be back and all of that. Like Aljamain Sterling, yo, know, he had a great victory in his last fight, but he's injured, so it's just like it's but it's between him and Yan on probably I would say who gets the next title fight. Uh but yeah, so if Yan can win, that that really Helps his cause If Faber wins Like Man that really rockets him You know Up the ranks You know whether that would get him A title fight I don't know But it is Definitely not going to hurt right Uh, So Man So straight away Yang took the center um, of the octagon, uh, and and Faber is he's forced to fight on the back foot. Um, like he lands a real good knee early, but yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yang, yo, he's just putting together combinations. Uh, and he's able to avoid anything coming at him. Like he lands a heavy jab that hurts Faber and a jumping knee near the end of the round that, you know, connects. I, I, yeah, and it just, oh, it's, it's just, it looked like a hard round for Faber. It really did. Second round, like, ah, oh man, this was crazy. Yo, know, Faber had a lot better um go of it. Yo, know, he came out to the center. He was more effective with his movement. Landed two really good left hooks um, on Yan. Yo, know, and, and you think, oh, they were solid. They were solid. And like I don't think Yang was rocked, but they definitely got his attention. And like he wouldn't be able to eat a load of those. You know what I mean? Um but yeah, you know Yan was really disciplined. He stayed focused. He upped his tempo and landed um consistently. You know, he put Faber down with a real nice, just straight one-two combination. Then unleashed on Faber. I mean, he just really, oh, he went to town on him, man. Um, When they got back to the feet, he hurt Faber again with an, oh man, the elbow was, it was kind of brutal. Kind of brutal um, Yeah Like Faber showed a lot of heart 
you. And like after taking that elbow, he he came back and it did look like he might have hurt Yang with a hook. But you know, I think Yang closed things out with a couple of tape bounds and some ground and pound. Like the ref was really looking closely because um like uh, I think it was the first takedown no the second takedown Yan landed an elbow and a cut opened up and oh man it was a nasty cut real nasty cut so yeah the the ref took a look at that and you're wondering if the fight might get stopped but yeah it was allowed to go on so um Last round, like, like, yeah, he hasn't been just running over Faber, but he's definitely been winning, you know. So Yang comes out attacking. Uh, he lands a, a a a few, you know, just uh, nice shots. They clinch up. Um. You know, then I think he just lands just on the exit a real just this head kick. It was just the weirdest because they were so close. So you wouldn't expect a head kick. And I think that was the problem. Because, you know, it's always the punch you don't see, right? And yeah, they were so close. That normally head kick ain't coming. And yeah, so Yan hits Faber with this kick. Faber goes down and the ref just stops the fight. Yeah. It was a, a, a good win for Yan. Um Yeah, I just like, but you just didn't see Faber being able to do anything to Turn the tide his way, you know Um, But yeah, I don't know It'd be interesting to see what happens next Like, I I don't think um, Sahudo is going to be back until Like, between April and May So that's a while So we might maybe see Yan V. um, Sterling In a uh, number one contender fight that would be good. I think that I think that would be good and that would be fair. But next up, still in the bantamweight division, another fight that kind of is possibly affecting, you know, the next title challenger. So we've got Marlon Marais against uh, Jose Aldo making his bantamweight debut. And, um, you know, he, he hit the scales, made the weight. So it's just like, all right, how is that going to transition? You know, is he going to be able to fight at the weight? Or is he going to be drained? That's the big question, right? Um, and I think, look, straight out the gate, they, they engage and Marais, you know, he attacks. 
kicks with a head kick. Like, he's throwing kicks. Um, like, he's throwing a kick-heavy attack. Like, just similar to the first round against Sahudo. Go where he just kind of went at it. Just throwing with frenzy. And that's what we see him doing. You know, um, Aldo lands some good shots of his own. Um, he's mo- He moves forward. Like, things, you know, things have really heated up. Um, and Aldo is, you know, he's bringing the pressure. So, he, he managed to, you know, avoid any real damage in that first barrage from Marais. And he's bringing his own pressure. But he's not throwing a lot. Which is, I know it's a bit weird. So he's pushing forward. He he he's making Marais, um, you know, check himself. But yeah, he's not unleashing. He's not throwing the leg kicks which we once knew him for. Uh, yeah. Um, he does unleash a um a flurry. Towards the end though um, You know Landing some good shots Marais gets a takedown At the very end Of the round But he doesn't do anything with it He just like lays on top of Aldo So this is a tough one To kind of call You know because Marais started around Well but Aldo Really kind of Turned it on but then Marais gets that last minute takedown. So it's just like, oh, tough one. Second round, um, again, Aldo is stalking Marais, but still not throwing a lot. Um, yeah, Marais, fl- you know, he's flicking out some jabs. But then um, Aldo lands some real nice heavy body shots uh, and a hook. The Angit hurt Marais, you know, like Marais has definitely slowed down, you know, he's definitely slowed, and um, yeah, there's not as much behind these shots that you can see, um, the fatigue in a, a lot of the things he's doing. I think Aldo's upped his tempo, which definitely an interesting sign. So the weight cut not affecting him at all. So yeah, Aldo's upped his tempo and he's landing well. You know, he's starting to throw more. He's landing well. Um, yeah, which is interesting. You know, um, Marais lands. Um. Yeah, you know, he he's landing on Aldo, but Aldo's just walking through the shots. Just walking through. So I think Aldo took that round for sure. You know, so third round. And yeah, Marais kind of it looks like he's found a second wind. He's la- definitely landing more than the last round. Um still getting pushed back by Aldo though. You know, still getting pushed back. Um, 
yeah, like Aldo's just um he's he's coming with different angles which is good. Coming with different angles. But yeah, I think it's the lack of leg kicks which is problematic for him. Yo, um and yeah, so I think you could see that everyone's thinking Aldo won. But uh yeah, Marais gets a split decision victory. Which it's not a robbery. You know what I mean? It's it's definitely not a robbery. But yeah, I don't know. I you kind of were leaning with Aldo for the win. But you know, these things happen and I do think it's um yeah it was it's just the lack of kicks the lack of kicks and at times with Aldo moving forward but not throwing anything I think that might have hurt him you know but uh yeah now <laughs> oh my gosh now we are getting into the first of the three championship fights Just, oh my gosh So we have got Amanda Nunes defending her bantamweight title Against Jermaine Durandame. Uh And they've, they fought before, it was six years ago Nunes got the win um, TKO uh, finish, but you know, I mean, that was yeah, six years ago, and we've definitely seen Duranda May improve striking wise. But then, you know, Amanda's the goat now, so it's just like, how the hell is this fight gonna go down, right? Hmm, so first round, Nunes comes out. Lands a huge overhand right. Um, and she's doing a great job at avoiding um, Durandamy's range. Like, Durandamy lands a, a, a calf kick that's not checked. And you're just thinking, alright, well, Nunez doesn't want to eat a load of those. Because that could become problematic, you know. Um, but, you know, she lands, you know, Nunez lands another overhand right And then gets a takedown You know what I mean, just, it was just a real nice, um, transition So that was sweet And, and, um, yeah As Durandame is, um, you know, getting up Nunez, like, throws on a guillotine which seemed tight, definitely seemed tight, but Durandamy escapes, um, and they're back on their feet, uh, so now, like, I think Durandamy gets a, um, you know, she gets a tie clinch, but, you know, Nunez is, Able to reverse and take her down, which was lucky because you know, like, 
Tranamy's throw able to throw knees with the, with the clinch, so it's not a good position for Nunes to be in, you know. Um, so yeah, Nunes, you know, she gets her down and just goes all in with the ground and pound. So she is just landing some really big shots, and you're thinking ref could stop this at any moment. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I think problem is um uh she's like instead of carrying on with the ground and pound, like she she tries to um sink in an arm triangle. But uh yeah, like the random mate has one of her legs, so she's not really able to get the full um, talk into it, and, uh, yeah, you know, she goes back to, um, ground and pound, but, yeah, that's the round, so, yeah, not a bad round for Nunes, really, like, the random A showed she could be trouble, but then Nunes is like, all right, I'm gonna take your ass down again, (laughs) so, yeah, that's what happens, so, Second round, and um, Durandame comes out uh, like she's um, swinging. You know, what I mean, she she's throwing head kicks, and um, yeah, she she's oh man, you know, putting out that jab. She's not, la- you know, what I mean, she's not landing a lot, but it's. Definitely disrupting disrupting Nunez's um, ability to get in on her, you know. That is until she hits a really well-timed takedown, you know. Though Nuranda ties things up. Um, So, yeah, they are back on their feet, you know, really in no time. You know, because, yeah, just not a lot is happening for the ref. Um, so then Durandamy lands a head kick, which it doesn't seem to fan, phase Nunes, but, man, it, it kind of, uh, kind of been pleasant, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, but after the head kick, a big knee... Rocks her for sure. Um, and uh, Durandame follows this with a few more knees. So it's a bit like, oh, this is problematic. You know, this is definitely problematic. But like, um, you know, they're up against the cage in a scramble to get off. Uh, Nunes lands another just well-timed takedown, and, yeah, just plays out the rest of the round on top, on the ground, so, yeah, like, again, I think Nunez is definitely, you know, she's showing, like, good fight IQ, because, you know, she's able to take the fight down, when, you know, things get problematic, and the random just doesn't seem to have an answer for it, you know, which is, 
yeah, like if it continues, that's just not going to work out that well for her. Um, so yeah, you know, um, third round, Durandamate, she, you know, she's pushing, pushing out the jab, pushing out the jab. Um, but Nunez is, um, you know, she's landing a, um, a nice calf kick, you know, um, and then she gets another takedown, it's just, she's able to put together the right combination, which just opens up the space for her to land a takedown, it's just really nice to see just the way it works, and you can, you can tell it's definitely been drilled, you know what I mean, um, so, Nunez again really goes heavy with the ground and pound, yo. Know? Um, but when she was, you know, she's trying to improve her position, and gets a little bit sloppy and w- gets caught um, with an up kick. Now, it, it's hard to fully tell. It looked like it might have. Um, it looked like it might have stunned her. But yeah, hard to tell. Uh, she doesn't lose position though. She's still on top, and um, yeah, so she's still coming with the you know with the ground and pound. Um, at one point though, Durandami nearly gets up. Nunez takes her down again, and um, yeah. Finishes the round on top, you know, so, fourth round, I think, it's it's fair to say Nunez is probably up by three, so, yeah, Durand May definitely needs something, um, yeah, Nunez just, you know, she just knows when to time the takedown, uh, which is, you know, very problematic for Durand May. You know, because it's like she over ain't because she knows she needs something big, she just overextends. And yeah, that's when it becomes a problem. Um Yeah, so you know she um gets taken down, Nunez is is just dropping some big elbows. Big Elbows and man, it's not looking good. Really, just not looking good. But um, yeah, it was it was weird. Like Nunez kind of just shift her position slightly, and Durandame grabs a triangle. Like yeah, gets her in a triangle and reverses. So now Durandame's on top. It's looking tight. You know what I mean? It's it's definitely looking tight. And you're thinking if Durandame had a better ground game. But she had the arm as well. So if the triangle doesn't work, she could transition it into an armbar. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Doesn't... It's like she doesn't really know... How to tweak it Doesn't know how to tweak it And Nunez escapes 
then takes Durant down again and uh, sees out the rest of the round on top. So it's just like, ah, that, that was Nunez. That I think so. This is Durandame's biggest opportunities to win. And yeah, just can't pull it off. So, um, last round. Man, the thing with the last round is Nunez just got an early takedown. Gets an early takedown, and then that's it. Because, you know, the random just can't get up when she's taken down. And, yeah, Nunez just doesn't go crazy or anything like that. Throws enough to make sure that the ref never stands them up. And just sees out the round on top. And that's it. And still, I mean, Nunez is still the GOAT. Still the GOAT. But, yeah, this wasn't a bad fight at all. Wasn't a bad fight at all, people. So now, we've got Max Holloway defending his featherweight title um, against Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. So, yeah, it was just like, all right, how is this going to turn out? You know what I mean? I think Max, last fight against Frankie Edgar, similar frame to Volkanovski. So you think, so you know what I mean? So I think the fault is Max has the blueprint to beat Volkanovski. But Volkanovski. Trained with Adesanya, trained with Hooker, with you know, I mean, Kai Kira France. So that team, bunch of killers, bunch of killers, and um, yeah, like they had there's so much tape on Max, yeah. So it's just like, what have they worked out? And Volkanovski has been saying they've seen gaps. They've got a plan So it's just like Alright Interesting What's going to happen How is this going to play out And uh, yeah So um, You know It starts off There's a bit of feeling out um, But Volkanovski starts attacking With the calf kick Starts attacking with the calf kick Um Holloway throws a few of his own, but he doesn't continue with them. You know what I mean? He doesn't continue with them. Volkanovski does. You know what I mean? Volkanovski is throwing them all round. And, uh, yeah, Holloway never blocks. Doesn't try and block one. And that is concerning, because I think we've seen how, like, the calf kick can turn things around really quickly, you know, really quickly, there's not many people that can take, like, just numerous calf kicks, I think Paul Felder might be the only one, you know what I mean, so, yeah, this is a worrying sign, um, you know, Volkanovski is, is, is really loading up 
on his shots. You know, so where Max is, he's just touching. You know what I mean? He's throwing just pitter-patter shots, trying to move in and out. Volkanovski is trying to decapitate him when he's throwing. So it's a close round, but uh, it's those calf kicks, man. That's the problem. I think that probably took the round for Volkanovski, I would probably say. So second, it's just like, all right, you know, is Max going to start blocking kicks? What's going to happen? So... You know, Volkanovski, like, he's not really catching Holloway. Um, yeah, like, he, you know, he, he's not catching him with, like, huge stuff and a lot of stuff. But Holloway, you know, he's not able to land a lot himself. Do you know what I mean? So... While, you know, Holloway's having a, a lot of success with um, jabs and stuff, Volkanovski is, you know, dominating with the calf kicks. Just dominating with them. Like, he's just lighting up Holloway's legs. And you can, you're, you're seeing... The, the the accumulation of this now now Max is starting to change stances, you know, so you know things are not going well, you know, the, yeah, it, it, it's it's not looking good. Um, whoo, so third, and um, I think the big thing about this round. Is Volkanovski is now landing heavy shots, and um, yeah, you know he, they they're connecting. Like before, they weren't connecting. Now they're connecting, and and it kind of looks like he he might have stunned Max a few times. You know, and yeah, Max, like he he's he's landing sometimes, but every time he goes forward, he 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 gets disrupted with the calf kick, which kind of throws him off. Then he's not landing his jabs or anything, you know. And yeah, when your legs are fucked, it, it, you're not getting much power behind anything. So, yeah, like, things aren't looking great. That's the thing. Things are not looking great. So, fourth, Holloway, uh, like, he's really trying to bring, like, uh, just change things this round, it seems. You know, he lands some nice uppercuts. You know what I mean? Land some nice uppercuts. Uh, but his punches just, you know, they're not heavy. They, like, Max has never got that, you know, 
heart-stopping punching power. So he's landing these shots. But they're not hurting Volkanovski. They're not heavy enough shots to stop Volkanovski in his tracks. And to, to give him pause about moving forward and doing things. Which, yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. Because Max really needs something to turn the tide. But he doesn't have that power. So Volkanovski is just walking through and landing his shots. So now, man, last round. So you think Max needs a stoppage? Max needs a stoppage. Or a submission. Something, right? Um... And, like, the last round was Max's best round. For sure it was Max's best round. Like, he's landing uppercuts, body shots, head shots, you know, some kicks. But, yeah, there's no crazy power behind them. No crazy power behind them. And, you know... Even though he he's you know doing all of this, Volkanovski is still you know he's still landing his own big shots. He lands two real hard elbows to um Holloway's head. You know, a few big overhands. Like yeah, like there's nothing. In this round that's going to win it for Max. Like, at no point does he try a takedown. At no point. Like, at no point in the fight has he tried a takedown. So it's just like... Max just didn't seem to be able to change his game plan. Like, when the calf kicks were coming... He wasn't like, oh shit. Alright, let me stop the calf kicks. Let Alright, let me... You know, go for a takedown. When he throws a kick, time it, go for a takedown, boom. Because he's off his balance, take him down. That will give him pause about throwing. Like, he didn't do anything. So, it allowed Volkanovski to continue with his plan and just, yeah, just eat Matt up. So, um, yeah. And new Volkanovski, first, um, yeah, Australian champion. First Australian champion because Whitaker, you know, he was champ, but he he's originally from New Zealand. So yeah, Volkanovski is the first Australian um, UFC featherweight champion. So um, yeah, first title change, people. So <laughs> now is the now it's a real big one, right? Kamara Usman against Colby Covington. They, they do not like each other. They do not like each other. And they have been on very similar um, streaks. You know I mean, when you look at their trajectory... It's been very fairly similar. They both got the wrestling base. So it's just like, all right, what's going to happen? Now, look, but the crazy thing coming into this fight 
into this fight week Covington has kind of drawn the curtain And let everyone know Right, yeah, this is kind of an act This is an act I just did this to, um, you know Get re-signed by the UFC Got re-signed Got traction, got buzz So continue doing it So he he's told everyone this is an act But then He's, you know Like still trying to throw shade at Usman Like, you know what I mean? Saying stuff about Nigeria And Africa And, and it's just a bit like but we know it's an act now So it, it seems weird saying this shit Like there's no point saying anything Because you've told everyone it's an act Which was, yeah, just thought it was weird It was, it was weird But Yo Doesn't change the fact that Oh, cannot wait for this fight Cannot wait for this fight Like I definitely thought Usman had the power Like people saying Kobe had the You know more stamina I don't know if that's true I don't know if that's true But yeah this is going to be Interesting as hell Right Um So <laughs> Oh man Um Yeah first round And Obviously, they're not touching gloves You know what I mean? They ain't touching gloves, people This is... Oh, man, it's just all in All in attack And they are throwing heavy shots at each other You know what I mean? Just back and forth This is insane this is just crazy uh, Yeah Like I think Usman is throwing heavy shots to the head But he's also Going for the body So that's the thing He's going for the body as well Covington's only really throwing head shots But yeah They Oh man there's no backward steps No backward steps At all uh, and man, it's just getting hotter and hotter. You know, like Edna Bell, they're just talking shit to one another. Man, second round is definitely not letting up. You know what I mean? And not letting up for sure. They're just going at it, shot for shot. Like Covington looked like he, he may have hurt Usman with an overhand. And a hook But then Usman hurt Covington um, With some body shots You know like he keeps them throwing out Like the front kick But it's not a teat You know what I mean It's not a push kick It's like digging the toes Into the gut every time And yeah You, you can see that's hurting um, Covington Man she's getting crazy You know what I mean and it's so close So close So third um, Yeah Usman I feel he kind of stamped his dominance This round You know Like he, he was just hitting 
Oh, just the, hitting the body at will. You know, big headshots. And and he seemed to have Covington's timing. You know, like he's he's able to um yeah, just hit and and dodge most of the things coming back his way. Like, um yeah, I kind of feel Covington was is definitely um slowing down as well. Like output wise and his movement. You know, and I think the big thing at the end of that set third round, Covington sits down in his you know, on his stool and you just hear him say, I think I've broken my jaw. Which is just like oh shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, what what the hell is gonna happen here? Um so yeah, fourth round God damn it. Like listen, you know the like Covington acts like a dick for sure, but definitely a hell of a fighter and showed so much heart because he Man, he put on a, a really remarkable effort in this round. Very like he's got a broken jaw, but he didn't take a step back. And you know, I th- it looked like he could have stunned Usman three times this round. You know what I mean? Um, Usman though was you know he was steady, he was consistent. Like, he, he's just, you know, laser-focused with the jab, attacking the body. It, it's just, man. Like, this fight, I, I have no clue what the score is. I have no clue what the score is. Like, I think, a, I think the consensus is... It, it could be 2-2. Could be 2-2 going into the fifth round. And, uh, yeah. Like, I have definitely no arguments with that. You know what I mean? No arguments at all. Uh, so, yeah, you, you've got this. Fifth round. They're just going at it. They are going at it. But what we what we noticed this round, because, Uz, like, um, Covington's... Um, I think it's like the right side of his face is red. It's red. It's swollen, and Usman is throwing heavy shots, and they seem to be having a real big impact. You know what I mean? A real big impact. Like Covington's looking hurt. Covington is looking hurt, and and Usman just lands one. Oh, that just stumbles Covington, stumbles him, another one puts him down, puts, you know, Covington's gone down, Um, Usman just gets on top, Covington's, you know, he's scrambling, but Usman, he's just got that top heavy pressure, and he's just, like, 
throwing hammer fists, throwing the hammer fist down. Like, yes, some are hitting the arm, um, but he is landing to the side of the head for sure. And, like, Usman kind of stops trying to get up. You know, he kind of stops trying to get up. And, um, yeah, Goddard stops the fight. Stops the fight. Now, look, yes, it, you you could say it, it was an early stoppage. You could definitely say that. Thing is, though, right, um, we're nearly at the end of the round. We're nearly at the end of the round. So, Usman's, like, Covington's losing that round. So he's losing the round. He would have to do something big to win. He's definitely not in shape to do anything big. His face is swollen. Um, yeah, and as I said, he wasn't trying to get up. So I can definitely see why the fight was stopped. Um, yeah, but oh man. That was like it was a great friggin' fight. This was an awesome fight. I mean, there's no taking away from that. No taking away from that. Uh, and the fact that Usman broke his jaw. Oh man, that that must make it so sweet for him. So sweet for him. So um, yeah, he um. Keeps the belt and still. <laughs> but what a frigging card. This was so much fun, man. So much fun. So many awesome fights. Uh, so the um, performance of the Knights went to Irene Aldana for knocking out Catlin Vieira. Peter Yan. Peter Peter Yan for stopping Uriah Faber and the fight of the night. Yeah, you knew it was gonna happen. It went to um Usman and Covington. Now that was like you can't go, oh no, that was that that doesn't deserve it. Because that definitely does deserve it. But I do feel bad for Brandon Moreno and Kaya Kira France because their fight was Crazy, and I definitely felt that that, sh- that you know what I mean that w- before the um the Usman Covington fight, I thought Moreno um Kira France were gonna take it, but uh yeah, I mean you can't be mad at that, right? But some amazing performances. This man, this had all the makings for a great card, and it really did deliver. It really did. So, uh, yeah, awesome. But, um, yeah, still got one last card, man. One last card for the year, which is um, from Korea next week. Uh, Yeah, so we have got... um, It's... uh, Obviously, it's uh, Frankie Edgar stepped in to replace Brian Ortega. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be fighting um, the Korean Zombie. But, yeah, it's a, it's a good card. There's some decent fights up on this. So, um, 
yeah, be be interesting to see uh, to see what happens. You know, um, a lot of uh, very difficult names. <laughs> a lot of very friggin' difficult names. So uh, gonna be slaughtering those next week. Um, I think Cyril Gain is gonna be fighting, uh, and you know he is definitely a prospect. And if he can win, it's definitely good for next year because France have um, you know you can MMA MMA is now legal in France, so. UFC will be going over there next year So yeah, if Gain continues to win He's going to be a big part of those pushes um, Yeah, Doi, Choi, Doi Hu Choi will be fighting um, Charles Jordan uh, Vulcan Uzmir against Alexander Rakic oh, That's a good fight it's a good fight, good co-main event And then Chan Sun Yun against Frankie Edgar So, you know what I mean? I think the interesting thing is How much weight had Frankie lost In prep for that Sandhagen fight Now it's going to be interesting But yeah, probably got to say that Chan Sun Yun Is probably going in the favourite But it's hard to count Frankie Edgar out, right? But uh, yes, come back next week and we will have all of that to talk about. All right, people. Peace. Okay, people. So we're drawing to the end of another episode. And there's a little bit of fight news. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get to that. Um, in some, uh, I'd say it's kind of surprising because at one point it looked like Rory McDonald might retire, but um, he was a free agent after his last Bellator match, and um, yeah, he's decided to sign with the PFL, so he's gonna be. Entering their 2020 welterweight season next year. Now, I can definitely see the um, you know, the lure of going to PFL because hey, if he wins, he gets a million dollars. So you know, kind of makes sense. Sign with them for a year and do that. Uh, so Megan Anderson. Has signed on to fight Norma Dumont in um, it will be Dumont's UFC debut. Uh, they'll be um, meeting at UFC Norfolk that will be taking place on the 29th of February. That's a leap year next year. Interesting. Um, Darren Stewart will be fighting Martin Vittori. On the 21st of March at UFC London. Uh, and Neil Magny is. They ver- he's verbally agreed to fight Li Jing Lang uh, at UFC 248. 
which will be in March and headlined by um, Wailing Zhang's first um, first strawweight title defense against Joanna Jonjicek. So uh, yeah, that could definitely be interesting. Um, word is also coming that Jack Manson could be a possible opponent for Darren Till at UFC London. Um, yeah, who really knows what's happening with that? I know Till wanted to fight um, Gastelin or um, no, sorry, Robert Whittaker. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Who really knows what's going to happen? But um, yeah, I think that's it, people. Yeah, not much, not a lot of news, but um, yeah, we will be back next Wednesday, Christmas Day, for a special edition. Um, yeah, we'll we'll have all from the last UFC event of the year, um, Frankie Edgar against the Korean Zombie. So um, yeah, we will see you then. All right, peace. Oh, my God.